guys. Welcome back to the Road to Madness podcast. I'm Matt Giglio. I'm Mindong. 12 days to the college basketball season tips off. Yes, sir. 12 days, and uh, we're on a roll now. Uh, this is our third episode uh, in a row, back to back to back, and uh, just excited to get to this one today as we start, obviously, the Power Five conferences. Obviously, yeah. the last two episodes, we had the Big East and the Mountain West. Now it's time for the ACC, man. Uh, one of the better conferences in all of college basketball. One highly, highly anticipated, one of the best ones of the bunch, obviously. They got a ton of great blue blood, a ton of great programs in this ACC. Very excited to see what it has in store this year. Uh, look at the teams that made the tournament last year. Um, UNC made it. Florida State made it. Virginia Tech made it. Syracuse made it. And Georgia Tech made it. And I believe that is it. So that is five. I believe that's five, if I did my math right. But, uh, yeah, a lot of great teams from the ACC made it last year. Hoping for the best once again this year. Yeah, and you forgot a six team. The school you go to, man, Clemson. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, that's, not a good, that's not a good start. I forgot Clemson as well. But, yeah, so six teams made it. But, uh, yeah, obviously very excited to get to all these teams once again this upcoming season. Yeah, it looks like you have to. Yeah, it looks like you have to transfer now. But uh, yeah, uh, who is your ACC Player of the Year? Yeah, man, there's a lot of good guys you can go with. Uh, I, I had a really hard time picking this one. I know you have a guy that you have right off the bat, but uh, I'm gonna go with an easy selection. Not an easy selection. A very difficult selection here. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Keeve alumna here from Virginia Tech. A uh, very good player. Uh, obviously, he was one of the key focal point pieces to have Virginia Tech squad last year, who made it to March. Obviously, that was a great game that they had. We'll talk about it a little bit later. But uh, he averaged 15 points a game, eight rebounds, one, uh, two assists, and one and a half blocks per game last year. A very great player and uh, just looking to be an elite player in the ACC this upcoming season as well. Yeah, you know who I'm choosing. I'm choosing the player of the years I chose last year, and that is Michael DeVoe of Georgia Tech. 15 points, four and a half rebounds, three and a half assists. He was the ACC tournament MVP last year. And, you know, I'm a big Michael DeVoe fanboy. <laughs> yeah, you definitely are. And uh, I was very surprised Georgia Tech made the tournament last year. Uh, I thought they were – I knew they were going to be a decent team, but uh, I did not think that they would make it to March and steal that bid. Obviously, they were the ACC reigning champs last year. Uh, you could say maybe that was due to COVID cancellations from a couple of teams. But, uh, hey, I mean, a win's a win, and a uh, tournament champ is a tournament champ. So, shout out to Georgia Tech for getting that one done. Now time for the dark horse. I'm going with Notre Dame here as my dark horse. Uh, four starters and some of the bench players do return for Notre Dame. A very uh, Some great wins last year, some very bad losses as well last year as well. Uh, Princess Hub, uh, Nate Lazinski, and Dane Goodwin all return as the top three options. Uh, this team could be well, have a lot more experience under their belt now, so Coach Mike Breen could be in store for a pretty good season, and hopefully Notre Dame can make it to the tournament because it's been a little bit of a drought for this Notre Dame team who has been notably – a team that has made March uh, for the past couple of decades. Mm-hmm. My dark horse, Virginia Tech. How is this team not in the preseason AP top 25? I will not understand. But uh, this team is a, it's clearly a top 25 team in my opinion. Keeve Alumna is back, your ACC Player of the Year. Two other stars are back in Storm Murphy. He's reunited with Coach Mike Young. This team was a top 25 team for, the, for most of the year last year. 75% of the team is coming back. They should still be a top 25 team. That's why they're my dark horse. Yeah, this team should definitely be a top 25 team. Uh, when we talked about the AP preseason poll, Virginia Tech was a team that we should have had in there. And probably over a couple teams, uh, Virginia, I believe, was one of the teams we had that probably should have not been in the top 25. But uh, 
they were in there for a reason, but we're going to talk about Virginia later in this episode. So now it is time to get to the mighty 15 teams in this ACC conference. Uh, pretty difficult to rank, to be honest, but uh, I think that the bottom three is definitely going to remain the same last year. But other than that, it's going to be a wild ride uh, with these uh, middle tier teams because there is a ton of middle tier teams. I think there's definitely – there's definitely a top four, a bottom three, but besides that, it is just up in the air for every other team. So I'm very excited to get to these rankings today for the ACC. So let the Power 5 rankings begin. Number 15, uh, easy decision for me. I got Pitt right here. This team finished last, uh, second to last, I think, or last. I don't remember if they finished above Wake Forest or not, but uh, only one starter in some of the bench do return for this Pitt team. Uh, they lost a lot midway through the season. Uh, obviously, they lost their uh, best player, um, not Julian Champetti, Justin. No, no, no. What's his name? Justin. Okay, <laughs> I was tripping for a minute. Justin Champagny is gone, and also Xavier Johnson and a couple other players as well. Uh, Kavarius Tony is that is that the other guy? No, that's a football player. What am I doing? Um, but regardless, uh, they they do lose a lot of top options, but they do bring in Jamarius Burton from Texas Tech. Uh, definitely will not compete enough on the ACC. Pitt definitely a bottom three team. That's why I have them last. Yeah, uh, number fifteen for me. Unfortunately, I'm gonna have to be very non-biased here. I'm putting my hometown team, BC, here at number 15. I'm very disappointed putting them at number 15, but it is what it is. They've been struggling. Coach, uh, year one of the Earl Grant era, there is some optimism, but this year, I, I don't see any magic happening. Yeah, and I'm going to do a quick map, so switch off the bat. 14, I'm going BC right here. Uh, I know they're a bottom three team. I'm going to put them one spot below uh, the team that I have at 14. But uh, two stars and some of the bench players do return, like you just talked about. They haven't really had a good season just yet. Uh, Jim Christian didn't really live up to the hype. I mean, they made it – I think they made it to the Marsh Madness one year, and they had a winning season one year, I think, with Jerome Robinson and Kai um, Bowman. But uh, regardless, Earl Grant era is here. Uh, Malachi, Ashton Langford does return as the top option alongside some transfers. But uh, BC remains low tier. Definitely the number 14 team in my eyes. Mm-hmm. And uh, the number 14 team for me is Pitt. Obviously, we, we flip-flop. One starter, some bench return, but they lose just too much. Like you said, Justin Champagne, Xavier Johnson, and his name is Udise Tony. I know you said. Oh, okay. I, I was I was kind of close. I knew his last name was Tony. Bro. Uh, Tony. Yeah, you're still in fantasy football mode. You have every right to be because you're doing pretty good now, huh? <laughs> yeah, I think we're tied, both four and three, I believe. But, uh, yeah, definitely – once college basketball starts, fantasy mode might definitely drop a little bit. But, uh, I mean, not too much to look forward to for college football, unfortunately, for me. But, uh, hey, I mean, it is what it is. Everyone has their down year sometimes. I guess it's just this year for Clemson football. Oh, were you, were you done your rankings? Oh, sorry. <laughs> now moving forward to number 13. Number 13, I do have Wake Forest here. Three stars and some of the best do return for Wake Forest, man. Uh, year one of Steve Forbes was uh, – Definitely a learning year, I think, for Wake Forest. And they definitely had a lot of high moments in that rebuilding season. Do return Davian Williamson as a top option, as well as Isaiah Mucus, uh, who only played a couple games last year, but he was a good focal point uh, when he was healthy, as well as Tariq Ingram, who's also coming back as well. I think Wake Forest can definitely turn some heads. Definitely going to be a bottom three team still. Uh, they could definitely make some noise and maybe be a team that's very competitive in a lot of games, but they probably shouldn't win. Yeah, definitely agree with you. I have them at number 13 as well. Like you mentioned, three stars, some bench return. Uh, I think it's going to be one more year before we see them attempt to make the tournament. Definitely agree with you. And now time for the uh, time for the madness. Number 12, I have Georgia Tech at number 12. 
Yeah, yeah, I know you're a big Georgia Tech guy, but uh, I really think it's going to be an interesting year this year with a lot of talent being lost. Uh, three stars and some of the bench do return for the reign champs. Uh, yeah, I mean, this team won the ACC, but I think they're going to drop significantly down to number 12. Um, obviously, they lose uh, their two guys, Moses Wright and Jose Alvarado. I know your boy Michael DeVoe does come back, and also Jordan Usher. But I think losing Moses Wright is a huge loss for this team, and I know he was dealing with COVID during the March Madness game. Uh, that's probably why they lost. I mean, I, I mean, they played a little Chicago in the first round anyways, but like, I don't know. You can, you can be the judge of that. But regardless, I think Georgia Tech will definitely struggle without a true big man. Uh, I know Michael Vo's there. He's definitely a hooper, but uh, Jose Alvarado is another key piece that they lost. So, uh, I mean, they do bring Davion Smith coming over Mississippi State, but I actually not think it's enough for Georgia, Georgia Tech, excuse me, to compete. Yeah, at number 12, you're going to be very upset. I have Clemson at number 12. Three starters and some bench return. Obviously a great season, but uh, they lost the Rutgers round one, which which you totally forgot about. Good good team back though. Nas Bohannon from from Youngstown State. That's your boy and David Collins from South Florida. Uh, Clemson, I just think is is below the other eleven teams. They're a good team, but I just think they're the twelfth team in, in the ACC. Yeah, I mean the rankings are definitely very hard with the mid tier ACC teams. I mean a little, a little chip on our shoulder this year, hopefully, but. Uh... I got them a little bit higher. Uh, number 11 now, uh, I got NC State here at 11. Three stars and some of the bench players do return for NC State. Another team who was very injury-battled, written this all, all, all last season, and they didn't really live up to their standards. I, I think this team was my dark horse last year, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, they do re return uh, Jericho Helms and also Manny Bates. Uh, if they do remain healthy, I think this team could definitely be a good middle-of-the-pack ACC team, but it uh, really depends on if they could stay healthy or not. So that's why I got NC State at number 11. Mm-hmm. At number 11 for me, Miami. Uh, very horrible season for Miami. Very forgettable season. Lots of injuries, lots of COVID. There was one game where they just had like five scholarship players and they were just playing a bunch of random walk-ons. That was the game against BC where they just got absolutely killed. And yeah, but they do return Isaiah Wong and Cameron McGusty. They're two uh, starting the backcourt. They got a lot of good guys from the transporter. Charlie Moore from DePaul and Jordan Miller. They should be very competitive. I just think they're a bubble team right now. Yeah, bubble team, definitely. I got Miami here at number 10, speaking of them. Uh, this team actually did some pretty good things in the ACC tournament, man. Uh, they beat Clemson in the ACC tournament. Clemson was the five seed in the ACC. Miami was the 12th seed, and they upset Clemson in the ACC tournament. So, uh, I mean, they got some definitely talent coming back, obviously, like you talked about with Isaiah Wong and Karen McGusty. Then you just talked about Charlie Moore coming from DePaul, Jordan Miller coming over from George Mason. I think Miami definitely can, remains competitive. I mean, they just missed out on some great guys in this freshman class. But uh, if they got Jalen Duran, I think this team would de could definitely be pretty elite. Uh, but they didn't really cash out on him, unfortunately. So I think Miami's definitely still an uh, average team, a little below average probably. But uh, this team definitely still should be competing, as they did in a lot of games this season. Yeah. Uh, number 10 for me, NC State, another team that was – that was uh, driven by injuries. Rough season for them. Three stars and some bench to return, but uh, they have a lot of guys that play a lot of minutes. I think this team's a tournament team that they can remain healthy. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. I think a lot of these teams could uh, be in that category of if healthy, they are a tournament team. Uh, another team uh, I'll talk about in a minute is in that category as well. But now time for number nine. This is where I do have my uh, Clemson Tigers. Shout out to Clemson. I'm wearing a Carolina hat, but uh, obviously it's the Clemson colors. I, the line is kind of bad, but hopefully you can see that pretty well. But uh, three stars and some of the bench players do return for this Clemson team. Pretty good season last year. Uh, obviously the tough loss to Rutgers. 
uh, I probably just it probably just slipped my mind because it's just one I, I want to put in the back of my head and just uh, just get rid of it, I guess. But uh, they do return lots of uh, well-balanced scoring, and they had some pretty good freshmen, like uh, freshmen as well as transfers in Nas Bohannon from Youngstown State and David Collins from South Florida, like you talked about. People are definitely sleeping on Clemson in the ACC, uh, like you. So uh, I think this team definitely still a middle-tier team. We do some pretty good stuff and make it to March. Yeah, <clears throat> number nine team for me, Georgia Tech, obviously, uh, with ACC Player of the Year, Michael DeVoe returning. They only lose two guys from last year. That was Jose Alvarado and Moses Ray. Heartbreaking loss to Loyola Chicago. I definitely think they would have won that game if Moses Ray did not have COVID. Yeah, I definitely agree with you with that one. And also, uh, one note I forgot to add about Clemson. Shout out to our boy, Devin Foster. Obviously, he's a he's a kid from our hometown. He uh, got a spot on the basketball team at Clemson. So, I'm very excited for him. Obviously, we both have a lot of good experiences with him, playing with him through high school. But, uh, yeah, best of luck to him. It's very hard to go D1. And uh, I'm just really proud of him. And hopefully, I can catch him in a couple games. Uh, they can blow out some teams this year. Yeah, shout out to Devin, obviously, especially going to – public school like our public school is incredibly hard to go d1 so yeah indeed it is so now let's keep moving forward to number eight number eight i do have louisville here another team if they're healthy they can make it to march and uh three starters and some of the bench players do return for this louisville team uh they, they do return jalen withers but other than that they don't really bring too too much back in terms of scoring however they made some pretty good offseason moves matt cross coming over by miami mason Fogden from west carolina and also noah Locke from florida and also, oh, excuse me, Jared West, Gerard West from Marshall as well. So uh, if Louisville's healthy, this team could be very solid, and I'm very excited to see what they can do because they usually cash out on transfers as they did last year with Carlick Jones. Mm-hmm. And I will be making a mid-episode switch. I'm putting Louisville here, same spot as you at number eight. Like you just mentioned, three starters and some bench players return. That transfer uh, class they have, very good. Like you said, tournament team if healthy. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think a lot of these teams are in that same category, but uh, Louisville especially and NC State, probably the two two teams that need to be the most healthy this year to make it to March. Now time for number seven. Um, yeah, I'm going to keep my team, Dark Horse, Notre Dame at number seven. Four stars and some of the bench players do return for Notre Dame. Uh, pretty good season last year, but like I talked about, some good wins and some bad losses. Uh, you talked about the guys, Prentice Hub, Nate Lazinski, Dane Goodwin, all returning. Uh, this team's a very good team and a Dark Horse for sure. Uh, they could definitely make it to March, but it's been a little bit of a while since they have. Mm-hmm. Definitely agree with you. Notre Dame at number seven, four stars and some bench return. That starting five is very dangerous this year. Uh, like you said, I think they're they're just in the tournament if, if we were to do a bracketology right now. Yeah, I think they definitely are as well, and uh, they just make it there. But uh, there's a lot of teams in the ACC that are definitely on the bubble right now. Now it's time for number six. Uh, number six, I do have Virginia here at number six. Two stars and some of the bench players do return for this Virginia team. I think it was a, overall a pretty disappointing season for Virginia last year. But we had some pretty big expectations. A lot, The nation had some pretty big expectations. They didn't really live up to the hype, though. They lost a couple guys this offseason. They return Kiki Clark as the top option. But the transfers, Jaden Gardner, our boy from East Carolina. Also, Armand Franklin from Indiana. Uh, Virginia, obviously, known for their defense. But uh, if the offense can stay solid, this team would be pretty good. We thought the offense was going to definitely turn up a level last year. Didn't really do that. Too, too much, but uh, it really just depends on the offense for this Virginia team to make them spark and go. Yeah, I got Virginia at number six as well. Two stars and some bench return. But like you said, very disappointing season for this team. Katie Clark, he seems like he's been in college basketball forever, but I think it's his final year, right? I believe so, yes. Yeah, and yeah, they bring in Jaden Garner, who obviously uh, 
came on this show and Armand Franklin from Indiana. Their defense, Virginia is, is going to stay Virginia. Indeed it is. Virginia's going to stay Virginia. That's just the beauty of Virginia basketball, I guess. Now time for the top five. Uh, we have the same top five teams, a little bit of a different order. Number five, Syracuse is my number five team. Two stars and some of the bench do return for this Syracuse team. They looked elite, man, in March Madness. Uh, some very good upsets for them. Uh, beat Syracuse in the first round. Beat San Diego State in the first round. And uh, they beat West Virginia as well in the second round. So good stuff for Syracuse in March Madness. Do return top option in Buddy Bayheim and Joe Girard III. Also add uh, Jimmy Bayheim uh, from Cornell. The Bayheim family returning to Syracuse. Also Coach Swider from Nova coming over as well. So good freshman as well. So uh, never sleep on Coach Jim Bayheim, the real king of zones. He's, just, he's definitely seen some success this season. Yeah, definitely agree with you. Two stars are back, but their two stars is their front, their starting backcourt and top two scorers from last year. Um, and I think they're a lot deeper this year than they were last year. This team, normally, they'd have to sweat. And they somehow always make it to March. I don't understand. It's always like they're like bracketologists always see have them first four out or next four out. And they're always just always ending up having a play-in game somehow. And they do the most with that. This year, I don't think they should be any sweating. I think they're going dancing regardless uh, this year. Yeah, I think this team's definitely much better than last year with some experience as well. Uh, I mean, I guess to just give the nod to Coach Jim Beheim because he's just so legendary, I guess. But uh, Or maybe a strength schedule because the ACC, a very good uh, conference, as most of you probably know. But now moving forward to number four. I do have Virginia Tech at number four. Three stars and some bench do return for this VT team. A very good season last year. Uh, <laughs> if you remember that game, the first March Madness game of last year, uh, not in the first four, but uh, man, oh man, that was a great game. Uh, obviously, a buzzer beater. Uh, put this game to overtime. Did lose a little bit short to Florida in the first round. But Virginia Tech looks to be pretty good once again this upcoming season. Uh, do return key alumna and Naheem Aline. Also bringing in Storm Murphy, like you talked about, from Wofford. Uh, Coach Mike Young, man, he's got all the tools in the bag for this Virginia Tech team. Should be a very good team for me near the top in the ACC. Because uh, this team was a three seed in the ACC last year. So I definitely think they should be up to par once again. Yeah, uh, at number four, I'm going with UNC here. Year one of Hubert Davis, uh, <clears throat> four stars and some bench are back. The transfer portal, they did a great job on that, bringing the pieces they needed. Extremely talented, extremely deep team. Uh, I just have UNC at number four, honestly. That's a hunch. Yeah, I mean, these top four, are, I think are definitely set in stone right now. I got UNC at number three. Uh, like you talked about, Hubert Davis year one should be pretty good, I think. Obviously, it's very disappointing. Not seeing uh, Coach Roy Williams on the sidelines for them this year, but uh, do they return four starters and some of the bench for this UNC team? Pretty underwhelming season, I think, for UNC in terms of their blue blood status. Uh, they were the ninth seed in the tournament, lost to Wisconsin in the first round, but uh, they do they do look pretty stacked this year as they return Armando Baycott and Caleb Love as well as others. Also bringing in Walker Kessler from Auburn, Brady Manic. Oh no, Walker Kessler left UNC. Sorry, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, but uh, Brady Manick from Oklahoma is coming over and also Darson Garcia from Marquette. UNC definitely a good team and definitely should be a favorite in this ACC per usual. Mm -hmm. And number three for me, uh, my dark horse, Virginia Tech. So I've talked about them a lot. Three stars in some bench. Keeve alumnus back, Storm Murphy from Walford. They should have a very good chance at winning the ACC this year. Definitely. I think these top four have a very good chance at winning it. It's going to be a very close race, I think. But now time for number two. Number two, I got Florida State here, a team we've actually not talked about today. Uh, only two stars and some of the bench players do return for FSU, but Coach Hamilton, man, you know what he does. He, he runs the floor out, and he runs the whole rotation out there. 
But a very good season last year. Obviously, they were the five seed. They lost to Michigan, I believe, uh, in that Sweet 16. But, uh, yeah, they do return Raekwon Gray and also Anthony Polite. Uh, also, lots of great offseason additions uh, led by Caleb Mills coming over from Houston, Cameron Fletcher coming over from Kentucky. Got to look at these two freshmen, though, Matthew Cleveland and Jalen Worley, two immediate impact players right away. I think Florida State and Coach Leonard Hamilton a great chance to see a lot of success once again. Mm-hmm. At number two for me, I got Duke in Coach K's last year. Very loaded team. Obviously, you see the freshmen. Um, I'll let you name the freshmen once, once, once you get to Duke. But, yeah. This Duke team, man, it's, it's crazy good. They're contenders for the ACC and Coach K's last year. Yeah, I mean, you definitely expect them to be as Coach K's last year, but uh, I got do have Duke at number one. Uh, part Coach K bias, part not, because Duke looks stacked regardless. Two stars, majority of the bench do return for this team. It's Coach K's last year, man. That's really all you got to know about this Duke team. And they're definitely going to play their hearts out for, this, for Coach K, man, because he is one of the best to do it in all of college basketball as coaching. Uh, also, I'll talk about the freshman real quick. You got Paulo Blanchero, who some people believe he is an All-American first-teamer. And that's ridiculous considering he's not played a college basketball game just yet. But uh, he does look very good in the scrimmage games that we have seen. Uh, but also Trevor Keels and A.J. Griffin coming over, the other two five-stars for the Duke freshman class. Theo John coming over from Marquette. Bates Jones coming over from Davidson. Uh, some of the vets, Wendell Moore coming back, Mark Williams coming back, a couple other great guys coming back for this Duke team. They should be the contenders per usual in the ACC. Obviously, last year was a little bit of a down year as well. You can blend that to COVID, can blend it to the other things, yada, yada. You got the excuses. But, Duke, they should not they should not drop outside of the top 25 this year as they did last year. I expect really high expectations in the uh, final year of Mr. Coach K. Yeah, and my number one team, Florida State Seminoles, Leonard Hamilton does it again. He's always going to have a spot in the top 25. Two starters and some bench players are back, but it doesn't matter who's on his team. He will he – will, He'll do more with less, and he's going to go 10 to 12 deep, and he's going to do his thing. That's why I have Florida State at number one, high floor, high ceiling. Indeed, they do, high floor, high ceiling as well. So, uh, yeah, that is all the rankings for the ACC. Now it's time for how many bids this conference can get because uh, last year, obviously, it was six. I think Personally, I think the talent's a little bit better than last year, if I do say so myself, for the ACC especially. So how many bids do you think this ACC conference can get coming to March? I think at minimum they're getting six, at most probably eight or nine. But I, I, I can see somewhere between six and seven or six and eight. Yeah, I mean, I really do. I, I think it depends on injuries and also depends on strength schedule and teams beating up on each other in the ACC. Obviously, Georgia Tech, um, they, they, I think they still a bit technically in that uh, ACC tournament. So I think a team could definitely maybe – yeah, yeah, I, I, I do. I know, I know you're shocked, but I really do think they still a bit – but uh, no, I think way. They, they weren't ranked at all. Were they ranked at all? I don't they were they a were. nine seed. In the in the AP poll? No, in the tournament. They were, I mean, yeah, they were a nine seed. So I think if they lost. Yeah, because they won the ACC. What seed were they in the ACC tournament? A five seed? Yeah. No, Clemson was the five seed. Hold on. What, what seed was, hold on, hold on. I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up. Um, Georgia Tech was. Hold on. We gotta do some research. No, I guarantee, I guarantee you, they would have made the tournament if they didn't win the ACC tournament. They would have been a ten or eleven seed instead of a nine seed. I can almost All right. see it. Potentially. All right, Georgia Tech was the four seed. Okay, so see, see? okay. I mean, 
Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Do were, I don't know. You didn't even know your own college made it to the tournament. Yes, I did. I watched the game. I watched all the games. But, uh, okay, <laughs> besides the point, I think I think if this ACC conference is healthy, I think it's probably six or seven. Uh, sorry, excuse me, eight or nine. But realistically, I think it is six or seven as well. Uh, I think there's a lot of great talent this year. I think the talent level is definitely up in consideration to last year for the ACC. So I'm very excited to get to it because uh, the ACC obviously one of the better ones and it's power five for a reason with 15 great teams. So uh, I'm very excited to see what it has in store and see what Coach K does in his last year and if someone can uh, spoil the party for Coach K and Duke. So I'm uh, very excited to get to it. 12 days left till this season begins, man. Next conference up, uh, the Big Ten, man. Obviously the Big Ten was the best conference last year. Uh, we have our debates on what is the best conference this year. I, I think it's not the Big Ten this year. It's the last one we're doing. But Big Ten, man, you can't sleep on it. One of the better ones in college basketball. Yeah, you always got to love the Big Ten. An amazing conference, top to bottom. Yeah, indeed it is. So I'm very excited to see what it's in store for this season as well with the Big Ten. A lot of familiar faces are gone, though, from the Big Ten. You got Garzilla gone. You got a lot of other greats gone. Ayodusumu, I could go down and down the list. But uh, there are some teams that could make some noise and elevate a couple spots in the Big Ten. So I'm uh, very excited to get to that either tomorrow or the following day as the streak continues, as we get closer and closer to the season. So, uh, yeah, I believe it is all we have for today's episode. Thank you guys for tuning in, as always. And it's always March, baby. It's always March, baby. Thank you guys for tuning in.